TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's Paul Hamilton. That's what they called me in college. It's the bone. He has the facts to back up his opinions. People ask me, well, how are the Sabres going to win tonight? I don't have a clue. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Paul Hamilton's appearance on WGR, brought to you by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Sabres fall to the stars last night. Good morning, Paul. But it was, uh, whatever, a, a spirited effort, I suppose. It's uh, it's not exactly time for moral victories, but, you know, call it what it, what it was, which was a, I, I called it a spirited effort from the Sabres. No, absolutely. That's uh, a good, good thing to call it. Uh, they competed hard. They played hard. They did everything but. Put the puck in that, which is something we've talked about many, many times uh, this year. And unfortunately, we're, we've hit the, the point of the season where playing very, very well just isn't good enough. I mean, they have to, when you play that well, you have to come away with points. You have to come away with a win. And to play that well against one of the best teams in the National Hockey League in the last couple of weeks, they've done it twice. I mean, they've held the Vancouver Canucks and the Dallas Stars, two two of the best scoring teams in the National Hockey League, to almost nothing, and didn't get a point. I mean, Uko Pekalukinen gave up one goal to the Vancouver Canucks and lost one to nothing. He gave up two goals to the Dallas Stars and lost two to one. I mean, and you know, sure, the the second goal you'd like back, but. He still only gave up two goals and was phenomenal in goal. I mean, that third period, he stood on his head uh, because um, so many power plays against him. And, you know, he made 18 saves in the third period and made sure the game stayed at 2-1. to one. Quite honestly, I think he made the better saves than Ottinger did. And uh, it, it just, every single night, Dominic Hasek shows up in the other net. And Ottinger's an all-star goalie, and Thatcher Demko's an all-star goalie. I get that, but they've also had goalies who are basically backups in the American Ho- Hockey League come up and and do the same thing that Ottinger and Demko did to them. It, it's just like on a nightly basis, the you know the other goaltender looks phenomenal for the Sabers, and I think they help him out a little bit by making making him look, uh, look phenomenal. When you say that, Paul, that they helped him out, you know, one of the things Joe and I talked about earlier, we're looking at the shot chart, or one of those heat maps, like where the shots come from. And the Sabres had you know, a lot of shots. Ottinger had 47 saves. Do you feel like even though they played as well as they did, you felt like maybe they settled for too many things from the outside? Is that is that what you mean by making it a little easy on them? 
Well, Granado's really gotten on them because they weren't getting a lot of shots earlier in the season, and he wanted them to get a shot mentality. And that's exactly what you saw last night was a shot mentality. It was like shoot from anywhere. Get the puck, shoot from anywhere, and get to the net. They were okay. They were better than some nights with their net front presence, but it's still not good enough. I mean, they they still need me more. And, you know, let's use the second goal by Dallas as the example. Yeah, Lucanu would want that back. There's a shot. He has it, and it ro- he dr- just drops it. It rolls down his leg. But look at what what Dallas does. You know, Fasca's standing right there, and he's waiting for a rebound and hoping that maybe Lukanen will drop the puck or whatever. While that's happening, Steele is going to not only going to the net, he's standing in the net, basically. I mean, he's like almost on the goal line, standing in the crease, waiting for something to happen. Well, okay. Lukanen accidentally drops the puck, and it, and they they get it. Power standing right there with the goal scorer steal, but he doesn't do anything. And uh, Foxa, uh, he just puts the puck to the crease. Well, you got a guy standing right in there, and you you get a lucky goal. But is it lucky? You make your own breaks. You know, because you've got people at the net, around the net, and it goes in off his skate. Well, Owen Power's right there, but he's standing next to Steele. He's not doing anything to tie him up or cover him. And uh, Puck goes in off his skate in the net. And I thought to myself, was there even a chance for the Sabres to score a goal like that all night long? And Or at any point, like think during the season. They don't usually have guys standing in the net. They don't always have guys standing around the goaltender, you know, waiting to see if there's a rebound or or that type of thing. And and as I said, I'm I don't I'm not going to get on their, their net front presence was better last night. It still needs to be better than it, than last night. But I thought they were okay. They had guys around the net at times, and um, but I I think they could have even done a better job of taking Ottinger's eyes away from it. Uh, than they did so it was okay but that's that's the difference right there Dallas gets that dirty goal other teams you know the score goals get that dirty goal because guys are are where they're supposed to be and that's that's a big difference I mean you, you get that you get that goal and it's a difference in the game and the Sabres didn't get that type of a goal there also were, you know, some big saves that Ottinger made, Paul. Him in general, right, like he's he's a good goaltender. I know he's not had the numbers this year that he's had in the past, but, you know, they, and in, in a different night, they've had opportunities against backup goalies over the season. You know, last night might have been one of those nights where maybe it's tough that you ran into a good goaltender, whereas if you played a backup, maybe that's one of those four or five goal games. Maybe, but backups have done the same thing to him. You know, and uh, Ottinger is a good goaltender. He and Thatcher Demko are all-star goaltenders. Thatcher Demko stood on his head and made some good saves. But sometimes those shots are, are you know, right on him, you know, and instead of, uh, you know, picking corners. or And then I guess they get a little too fine, try to pick the corner, and a lot of shots are over the net, wide of the net. 
I mean, the Sabres, look at how many shot opportunities they had in last night's game. And, you know, look at how frustrated Rasmus Dahlin, who I thought had a great game. I mean, that that was Rasmus Dahlin last night, uh, offensively and defensively. And he was just a few seconds short of playing half the game. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what he needed, to be out there for half the game. You know, to to really start looking like Rasmus Dahlin. But he had some great opportunities. That one he came in the first period. Um, Ottinger made a great save on. Uh, in, in the second period, Casey Middlestat sets him up all, all alone in front of the net. He, he misses the net, puts it over the net. And now he's getting really, really frustrated. You know, you see him take the stick and put it up over his head and look at the sky as the stars are breaking the other way. And I even mentioned to Brian, I said, in the second missions, I said, somebody's got to get to him and tell him to calm down because he can't play frustrated like that. I mean, he's got to, yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the emotion and I appreciate the passion uh, that, that he's upset because, you know, he feels he needs to come through and he's playing well and he didn't come through, but, you know, the, you, know, the you, you can't stand there like he's standing there and get get so upset on the ice and you know he's they got he's got to reel that in a little bit and the frustration and talking to him after the game he was he was mad he was frustrated and I get it I understand I mean um, he, he, you know he should be I mean he 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 to play as well as he played but really not come through and he did get an assist that was a nice play on the goal you know where they they got they got the puck moving really quickly on the power play that might have been the the quickest best puck movement i've seen on a power play for them they they, they it, that looked like the power play last year and that's how thompson got wide open he's not wide open usually on the power play these days because teams try to take him away well they got such good puck movement the stars lost him and Darlene put it right in his wheelhouse, and that's the only way they scored a goal. Uh, it was him just ripping it from the from the left side for the power play goal, and that was only his fourth power play goal of the year. And don't forget, he scored twenty of those power play goals last year. So, um, you know, it, it was you know Darlene again. One of the reasons the power play hasn't been good is Darlene and Power have not been good at all on quarterbacking those power plays. Well, he certainly was good quarterbacking that one. What did you think, Paul, of the the late game penalties? They took four minors in the last, I think it was in the last 13 minutes of the game, two in the last five. Did you think they were all warranted? Did you think maybe that the refs, you know, the way NHL officiating goes, you can't, I guess, just talk whether or not it was a real penalty. It's managing the game, right? Because there's plenty of games where they let stuff go in the final minutes, and here they, they I guess they didn't. Yeah, I think both teams would have plenty of reason to be frustrated with the refereeing. Uh, it was it was horrendous, the refereeing uh, for both teams. I mean, I, I somebody commented how the ref you know screwed over the Sabers, and I said, yeah, but I said, how do you think? Do you think the Stars feel, you know, that the the the, the penalties they took? Do the do, do you think they think those were penalties too? I mean. And the person admitted, yeah, you know, there are probably a couple on the Sabres, too, that, uh, you know, the Stars would be upset about. And, and Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's just the, the refereeing, you just shake your head on a nightly basis. It's, it's, it's really, really bad. And, you know, Buffalo had uh, two five-on-threes that, the, that they had to kill and did a nice job of killing um, the penalty kill, even though they gave up a power play goal. Let me say, if I could, you know, one, one thing Eric Johnson has done well this year is kill penalties. I know, you know, people get on him, but, you know, you can't really get on his penalty killing. And, he has made that play so many times this year, coming out and blocking that shot. And I, I, I want him to do that every single time. It didn't work this time, but it works almost every time where he comes out, kills the play, blocks the shot, and it's down ice. Um, that time, he wound up screening the goaltender, and it actually deflected off him, and, and it wound up in the net. That doesn't happen very often. And I would rather, as many times as he's gone out and blocked that shot and killed plays, I would rather he do that and have the odd one go in the net. And, and it did. So um, I, mm. I know people were all over him and for screening the goaltender. And you know what? It's it's for that's been a good play for him all year long. It didn't work out this time, but I, I would want him to do that every time. They almost scored too, Paul, in one of those penalty kills at the end. I mean, Cousins. I think he ended up with eight shots on the night. Um, what a game he had. Yeah, too. he was flying, and he was the guy at the end where they were killing the penalty, and he would get the puck and basically knowing the score, like, all right, got to go one on three here, and he almost did it on the one chance. And it was all speed that, that created that, that breakaway for him, that shorthanded breakaway. But just for him to be aware of the situation, to know, all right, yeah, we, we still have to kill the penalty, but if we get a chance, we got to go. You know, maybe not just send the puck down the ice. Get your get your noggin up and take a look to see if maybe there's an opportunity to get going down ice yourself. And he did. Used his speed, went in a breakaway. And that was the one that actually got through Ottinger. It got under him and through. Unfortunately, he did get a little piece of it. So instead of the puck going under him and in the net, it went under him. And it, he got a piece of it, changed the trajectory of the puck, and it slid wide of the post. You know, so that's how close that chance was to going in. Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. Paul, before we let you go, the trade deadline is a, a sorry a month from tomorrow. Middle stat watch. What do you, what do you think they ultimately do here? Because there's probably a good belief that there could be value coming back, but. Uh, at some point, I feel like Sabres fans are going to be tired of hearing about picks and prospects. They're not going to want picks and prospects. Uh, and Middlestad is an RFA. You know, it's um, it's it's a fork in the road for the Sabres and for Middlestad come March eighth. 
Maybe it is, and it depending on the trade. Maybe you can get a better trade if if you've decided that you can't because they can't sign everybody. You know, it's as simple as that. And he's not normally in the top six unless there's an injury. Then then he pops into the top six, but he is your leading scorer. Um, he he made some good plays last night, and I I did bring it up because it ha- doesn't happen so much. He won two huge draws at the end of the game to give the Sabers an opportunity with the goaltender pulled, and then he he got the opportunity to tie the game. It was a great play uh, by the Sabers to set it up. Uh, there was just nine, I believe, it was nine point eight seconds left, and Thompson gets it. He goes cross ice to an open middle stat who's got some net. And as he said after the game, I mean, he was thoroughly frustrated also, and I, I understand. Uh, you know, he said, I tried to get the puck up and over, and he goes, I didn't quite get it where I wanted to put it. And Ottinger made a great save with nine seconds. So he had a chance himself to tie it. And he made a great pass to Darlene, who was wide open in front, and he put it over the top of the net. So he makes plays for them, and he's certainly a good hockey player, but, you know, can't can you fit him into your salary cap structure uh, to to pay him what you know he's he's on a pace to even do better than he did last year where he had career highs and assists and and points and uh, he's on a pace to do even better this year uh, you know I I think to myself maybe the time the deal the better deal comes in the summertime for him if if that's what you've decided to do that you know you can't you know, give him a long-term deal. They could give him a short-term deal if he's willing to take it. They could give him a one- or two-year contract, but this is his time for a contract, you know. Does he want a one- or two-year contract, you mm-hmm. know, uh, type of thing? If he's willing to take that, then maybe you do keep him. But I don't know if you're – that was the problem with Reinhardt. Reinhardt went out and earned the right to get a long-term contract, and two different general managers wouldn't give it to him. And I don't blame him in the least that he said, you know what, I, I don't want to stay here anymore. You, you, they, you know, they haven't shown him the respect of everybody else was getting long-term contracts, but he wasn't. And I, I, I don't blame him that he wanted to move on. And he told Kevin Adams, look, you know, I, I it wasn't the city or anything like that. I, I don't think it was like, you're not. Nobody's willing. So I think Adams was maybe willing to do it at the time, but it was like too late. It's like there's only so many times you can disrespect somebody where they just decide, you know what, maybe it's better if I go somewhere else and and try to get that respect. And he's going to cash in this year with the way he's played. But, you know, does Middlestat want to get in that same position where he's never going to really get a long-term contract, uh, you know, as he moves along? We shall see. Thank you, Paul. Take care, guys. Paul Hamilton. His appearance brought to you by Relax Honda. Relax, we got this. We're going to check out the NHL standings brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigar. Stand tall with Native Pride. Uh, Joe, which way would you like to look in the standings? Uh, let me know how far behind the division lead they are. I'm going to throw a curveball here. How far back are they? That? How far back? Can they the, still win are, that? Are the Sabres of the division lead? No, I don't want to hear it. They actually. are 23 points off the division lead. Okay. So you win 15 in a row. Well, the Oilers just do 16 in a row? Yeah. And you get the Bruins to go 3-10. and 10. Never mind. Uh, then Florida's leading the division. They're close. How aren't, they're, they can't get like one of the top four, right, for lottery odds, I think. 
Well, they could. Okay, question on that is uh, a fair one. The top three lottery odds right now are in the West. Okay. Last place in the East Mm -hmm. is six points away from the Sabres. The Sabres are ten points out of a playoff spot and six points ahead of last in the East. So anybody pointing to the playoffs, we can just as easily point to much more, much more easily. Columbus. <laughs> yes. In fact, Ottawa, you're six points up on Ottawa. They have three games in hand. Mm-hmm. You're not that far. Last in the division. From last in the division. Yeah. Being passed by Ottawa and Detroit and Montreal. What? That wasn't supposed to be a team you were going to get passed by this year. Mm. They're like squarely in the middle of a rebuild. And they're currently below Montreal in the standings by two points. Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, is it still true? Like they're going on a win streak. I, I, you don't want to say it anymore, though, because you sound ridiculous. Like, sure, they might. It still might be true. They want a six-game win streak starting on Saturday, and maybe they're back in the race. But come on, what have they done to show anybody they're capable of that? Have they? Is it still true they haven't won more than two games in a row this year? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be historic. Nah. For like a team that's not in dead last, I mean, even teams that are in dead last probably do it. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> if a team, all the teams throughout throughout time that have not won more than two games in a row for a whole season, I have to think they're all like last place teams. Maybe they'll get there. They're way out of that last. Uh, Chicago's got thirty points, yeah. eighteen points behind that. So yep. that's that. That at least is not happening. And they're all. Fighting for Macklin Celebrini. Macklin right? Celebrini. Macklin yep. Celebrini. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna try to send the lottery on tankathon.com. No. And they fell to ninth. Ninth. This is this is prime Bills drought territory right here. They're gonna be picking between like seventh and tenth. Dante Whitner, Leotis McKelvin. We're at that phase yeah. of the of the drought. Eight zero three zero five fifty. If you'd like to join us, one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. We're gonna find a wide receiver idea of the day. We'll take suggestions on that. Anyone wants to throw one at us, we'll get you one wide receiver idea of the day for the Bills as we approach the Super Bowl here with uh, Chiefs and Niners coming up on Sunday. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Joe Marino coming up at eight o'clock. Jason Lock and Fora from Las Vegas covering the Super Bowl at nine thirty. Some fun trivia games coming up as well. Um, we're going to be introducing comeback trivia, and I I mm-hmm. love today's comeback trivia question. Be listening for comeback trivia. You can uh, win at eight forty five a weekly segment with a prize from Acropolis Opa. You can uh, you know win a little something. It's nice. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.